up, podcast world? Uh, we're back. It's Nate and Brad bringing back the interns podcast. Every time you do that, I sort of want to do like a, you say it's Nate and then I say, and it's Brad. All right. Uh, what's up, podcast world? Uh, welcome back to the interns podcast. It's Nate. And maybe I'm Nate. Maybe. If you've never watched us on YouTube, now you how know. do you know? How do you know? Our voices identical, <laughs> identical. Um, yep, Nate and Brad back at it again, episode seven. You know, it? we were talking in a staff meeting the other day, and I mentioned somehow we got the interns got brought up. Our uh, the children's pastor who we mentioned, uh, or the the children's interim minister uh, who we mentioned. Um, Last week, I think maybe it was like, oh, podcast comes out today, right? And our senior adults pastor goes, y'all are still doing that? <laughs> they were done. And I said, nope, we are still rolling. Um, our, our children's minister said last night, someone asked, what's it even about? And our children's minister responded with, it is just pointless intern conversations mm. and I'm here for it. Nice. And I said, what a praise. What a praise. What a praise. Um, yeah. So for so, all of your pointless intern conversations, we're glad to be here. We're glad. We're glad the ones that we're the one that you We're the ones providing you with ministry. I call it, you know, do you know those YouTube videos where they're only like 10 seconds long and it's just- yeah, a little short. It's a meme. Mm-hmm. No, it's just pointless. I think oh, okay. of SpongeBob a lot. I call that YouTube poop. YouTube poop. So yeah. we're, what are we podcast poop? We're no, we're ministry poop. Oh, we're ministry poop. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Every other intern in the world, no. Us, Us you yeah. bet. You yep. bet. So what we do, man. So we're here for. Um, you actually have a comparison for us that you you usually use on I, w- I would say on a weekly basis. I this, do this uh, comparison of our internship comes out. So can you explain it? I would love to for like maybe the one audience member that might get this. Mm-hmm. But I always compare us to Pikmin. Yeah, Pikmin. And I and I know you're not much of a video game guy. Mm-hmm. And so whenever you came here and I first brought this up, I had to explain it. Yeah. And well, the, you didn't even have to explain it. You had to explain it. But the first mention I got of it was because you started playing the, what, like the brand new game. That yeah, the new Pikmin that came out. Yeah, so. Yeah, okay, so. For for everybody who doesn't know, Pikmin is a game that's made by Nintendo, and it actually first got made a long time ago. I say a long time ago. It was like 2002. Goodness gracious, 2003. You were just old. you were just being born. I was just, man, <laughs> I was one two years old. Man, I was I was like eight or nine or something like yeah. that. And you're old, so yeah, I'm just well established. Yeah. And, oh golly, it's just, it was such a fun game where what you are is you are an alien that has crash landed on planet Earth, but you are tiny. You are like yeah. an inch or two tall. And as as you go, you you encounter little alien, well, alien creatures, remember we're on Earth, called yeah. Pikmin. Which comes from, I'm going to get real deep here, uh, pick-picks, which is like the Japanese word for carrot or something. Nice. So you're commanding like little sentient carrots. 
Nice. And they're and they're adorable. They have like little eyes and a tiny little nose and they make the cutest little sounds. But your job in the game is to you crash landed. It's to find all the missing parts of your ship, rebuild your ship so you can leave and you command the little Pikmin like an army. And they what they do is you command them to like pick up stuff or to attack things or you can command them to like circle around you or I'm running out of things to, to mention they have they the pick yeah the pigmen have like little thing. special things the red ones are fireproof the yellow ones are electric proof and you can throw them really far and the blue ones are waterproof mm. and ev- when we're roaming around doing our ministry stuff i feel like we're little pigmen i love it that's what you think of You're like, yeah man i'm a pigman right now yeah and, and i'm yet- like Pastor Brad and Pastor Dan are like the captain of the ship and they're like, go do this. And we're like little Pikmin. And we're like, yeah, that's, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, we do it with a smile on our face every mm-hmm. time. And we're adorable while we do we it. We are adorable. Yeah. Everybody, that's their number one thought. They go, man, these people don't, these, these two guys, they don't know what they're doing, but man, <laughs> do they look <laughs> yeah. cute while doing it. They go, what do Brad and Nate do? Nothing. But boy, do they have fun while yeah, they do it. Like, Not a thought look, between those ears. No, they just, they look like they're going... They're having a lot of fun right now. Um, <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah, little pigment. Yeah, that comes up about once a week. Uh, as as we, especially as we progress into the Christmas season, and we have, I mean, we've mentioned mentioned timeless uh, times about the Christmas lights that we've been helping put up. Uh, that usually when we're doing that, you'll look over and be like, we're, we're like little Pikmin. Yeah. Um, and well, every time we giggle, just as if it's the first time you ever like, made mention You're like, it. Brad, what are Pikmin? And I'm like, well, let me tell let you. Let me tell you about them. <laughs> it it was a game from, that came out in 2002. Pikmin, it's here. And I go, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding? I feel like I've heard that. I don't know. <laughs> so, and they, yeah. build, they build stuff too. Yeah, and we do so, that. If I, So I was thinking about it We today. built a sewage system. We did. We, we did. did. We helped you. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about it today and I was like, what Pikmin would we be? Mm. And here's what I came up with. Okay. You are the red Pikmin because you're fireproof. I'm fireproof, man. That's all I got. Thank you. And I'm the blue Pikmin because I can go underwater. Yeah. And an alternative would be, Nate, you're the purple Pikmin because you're worth 10 Pikmin to me. Oh, that's so sweet. So what we learned is that Brad is the blue pigman because he can swim. And apparently I can't swim, so I'm not the blue pigman. That's right. You're fireproof. You're fi- you, you have a space heater in the office. Oh, I do, dude. Yeah. I, and, I keep it super hot. And when the when the new Pikmin came out last summer, I probably spent way too much time on the bus ride to and back from camp playing Pikmin. Oh, you did the whole time? The but, whole time. But I mean, there's not much you can do on the on the bus. Yeah. So. I typically don't binge games or like TV shows and stuff. But Pikmin I was, has my heart. I think I was probably reading like Spurgeon or maybe oh, City of God by Augustine. You were you were doing something really like theological <laughs> and deep. I was in a time of prayer the entire time. Yeah, I was praying over our, our trip and and uh, that God would use that time. So, and yeah, I was like for the entire twelve hours. And I was like, Nate, I found the pink Pikmin. You were you were just interrupting, and I, I would every every once in a while I'd repent for you. Um, <laughs> That that didn't happen. Now Brad did play Pikmin. I did a lot. A lot so, yeah. but when you uh, you played Pikmin in a correct amount of time, okay, because good. you did not. It didn't, yeah, didn't take, touch it. Didn't take anything away from her. I didn't. Trip. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't bother with the rest of camp. Yeah, like I never turned it on yeah. once. Yeah. yeah. So, um. So yeah, there's our. So now, if you ever see us, you can be like, "Oh, it's the Pikmin," and we will respond with, "Yes, indeed." Uh. So 
you will we've got so you many will get names. trapped into a 10 minute conversation with me though yeah, about yeah we will then we, <laughs> brad will then yeah. uh, bombard you with pikmin facts um <laughs> so be prepared <laughs> If you don't want that, you can just call us interns. So, uh, well, cool, man, cool. That's so. Uh, there, there's our yeah. That that was uh, that was something that Brad was eager to talk about, and I'm glad we were able to. It, it brings me joy to talk about Pikmin. Yeah. Finally, it brings me joy to know that I'm not the only one now. Let's <laughs> talk to you about Pikmin. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, what did we do this week? I'm going to start because yeah. Brad actually has a cooler story than mine. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Ah, okay. Um. So. As intern work this week, we both had different uh, things, and really, yours wasn't intern work; it was more of uh, um, I would, ministry. Ministry, it's, still it's ministry. very much ministry. We um, sort of we for a lot of last week, I felt like you and I sort of went our separate paths. We did, stuff. we did, we did. Uh, for for mine, mine took place uh, because in Deland we have apparently a really, really good and awesome parade uh, that we're a part of, and uh, that a lot of the city is a part of. I, I think there was a total of a hundred and fifty or forty something floats. In this parade, uh, and it is—I mean, it was about—it's um, all downtown, and the whole city comes out, and they line the streets. And these—I mean, these floats—they go crazy, man. Um, there's lights, there's dress up, there's—we had bubbles on our float. Uh, there's uh, fake snow being shot out. Um, Deland loves its parades. Yeah, I've no, I've been told this. I need to go to the. I'm I'm ready for the dog parade. Apparently, there's a really good dog. I, I think parade. they they have it on Mardi Gras every year. Yeah, no joke. That's what I. That's I might I be getting it mixed it. up. That might just be the Mardi Gras parade. Not, not, we have a lot of parades. Um, that's hilarious. Yeah. So what w- we just had the Christmas parade as as Christmas is coming and um. It was not very close. It was at the beginning of December, so I guess they were like they couldn't wait to get to it. So, um, we, as in me, my wife, and two students, were uh, a part of the parade. And Brad and Jess were supposed to be the other two spots, uh, but sadly, or not sadly, just because of uh, co- other things scheduled, which are good things, as as you'll learn. Um, they could not, so we got some students to kind of take their place and. Uh, I've talked to uh, the boss, Brad, who was in charge of really this event and getting the float and coordinating our position and getting us there um, and and decorating the float. We our our float was very simple. It wasn't we didn't decorate it. We put some lights on a trailer that we had. It's a shower trailer. Uh, We put them on the top of the trailer and on the bottom of the trailer. But our big thing was we were blasting music, Christmas music, and we had a lot of bubbles. And so those are our a two, lot a lot of bubbles, more bubbles than I think anybody else in the parade, which is, that's our flex. We <laughs> bubbled out, man. Um, so much so that as other floats were passing by, they would like look at us and be like, why did you do so many bubbles? And we we're like, because we can't. Um, when, when Brad started up the bubble machine, I, I, I remember actually saying like, I feel bad for the person behind us. Mm-hmm. Because they were just going to get and soap. I, I, I wonder if they knew that we were doing bubbles. Because the person in front of us and the person behind us both did bubbles as well. <coughs> did they? So, yeah. Not Ooh. as many bubbles as us. Ha! We killed it with the bubbles. Ha! So I'm excited for next year because we've already talked about how we can we can better the show with with decorating the trailer uh, a little bit more. Maybe maybe using some some student involvement there to to get the trailer looking um, 
very Christmassy because uh, I think we can always step up in that way, um, which would, I think it's a simple, simple step up that'll go a long way. So, but what we did is me and my wife and the other two students dressed up as elves and we walked beside the trailer the entire time. And let me tell you, that was no walk for a weak man. That was a tough walk. I had no idea how long we were actually going to be walking from. We walked from the middle of the University of Stetson to the Earl Brown Park. And I was like, dude, this. I'm going to look up the actual is, distance. I, I'll, be, I'll be honest. I'm probably exaggerating uh, how, I, how, how long it is. I do know. I will tell you, it was from Earl Brown Park to the middle of yeah, the school. I, I see it. But um, I see it. Yeah, keep going. While it was, I, while I mean, I it was it was tough. Uh, maybe it's just because I'm I'm me I'm out of shape. Maybe that's it. But really, uh, I think what was worse is knowing that when we got back, we got to the end, we would have to do the entire walk again. So nice to you get did it back twice. to our car. Um, so I think that was probably what. So we we did whatever it was double, uh, and that was no fun. It is. But, one and a half miles there. Okay, so we did about three miles of a walk, probably just a little bit over. Um, but it's at snail's pace. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's I mean it's and it yeah it was it was a, it was a slow walk, but man, I, I think it's just being on your feet for that long. Man, it was killing it was killing my calves. Plus, I realized later I had a receipt shoved in one of my shoes. That I just walked so much that I had worn it all the way down to it was like little paper mache, okay. and I was always wondering. I was like, man, there's something just like pu- like punching me in the big toe right now, and I didn't. Fi- I literally figured this out yesterday. Ooh. I want you to know, I've worn these shoes three times since then. Figured it out yesterday that that's what it was. Uh, now I love the shoes, but it was great fun. It was a really good time. We had a great time during the parade, uh, even after, even with the legs hurting, it, it was just a special time and very, we're very excited to do it next year and kind of see how we can even improve the show. Uh, you feel like a star when you're walking it down there. Um, and then you look in the mirror and you see what you're wearing and you go, yeah. I'm a loser. <laughs> so so I, I missed the parade, but Sunday someone came up to me and they were like, did you see Nate's pants he was wearing during the parade? And I was like, no. And he goes. Dude, I've seen some skinny jeans. Those were skinny. Yeah, and it was it was spandex. It was spandex. Oh, yeah. Luckily, and then I saw the lo- picture. Lo- yeah, lo- luckily, mm. luckily, uh, we had a drape over everything that is would be inappropriate yeah. to have <laughs> only spandex for. So, uh, but when you looked at my like well put, calves, right? I mean, you could. It was yeah. I mean, you. It, it looked like I was wearing an extra coat of skin. That's basically what it felt like. Um, and so maybe, yeah, maybe we'll look into some different costumes next year. Maybe, um, but I don't know. I don't know because last year I did the parade, me and Pastor Wayne, and I dressed up as a penguin. Yeah, and I waved the whole time, so I didn't dance. Pastor Wayne dressed up as a polar bear and he danced the whole float. Wow. Which was nuts. That's crazy. I was exhausted. I was like, I don't know how you did this. Yeah, right. Yeah. We just had a sign and I would like shake the sign. Mm-hmm. Um, so but yeah, it was it was good fun. So we we had a good time with that. Um I'm sure it was a blast. Yeah. Yeah, it was. We we enjoyed it. Who what did the people like in front of you and behind you do? Do you know? Besides so the people in, fr- in front of us gave out candy. 
I don't know what the people behind us did. Okay. But they the people in front of us had and actually one of the 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 women who was working there or was with the float, she goes to our church. So we we would mm-hmm. it was actually fun to catch up with with her and uh she has two students that come to um our Wednesday night dinners and so we sit with them sometimes. Mm-hmm. We we have a a college girl that goes here mm-hmm. and she said that she was in the float for Chick-fil-A and yes. she said she nearly got mauled by people. Oh yeah. She, she was handing out free brownie and free medium fry gift cards for Chick-fil-A. And I, I felt really bad for her. Yeah. The Chick-fil-A got bombarded. So, okay. Well, I want to, as we transition away from that, that's my fun parade story. It was a great time. Would 10 out of 10 recommend being in, in the Deland parades if you have the opportunity to just make sure you're prepared to ice your calves afterwards because it <laughs> is a long haul. <laughs> um, I do need to make a shout out. I told Brad about this. So if you know me, we talked about how Pickleball's a cult. I'm 100% a, a part of the Pickleball cult. Mm-hmm. Um, and Drink the uh, I don't know if I made this a a a thing of I will do this, but some, some of the students told me I had to. Uh, and, and this is well-deserved. <laughs> Somebody, one of our students beat me in Pickleball yesterday. Um, he beat me fair and square. It was a great game. I will... I'm very weary of shouting people out or using actual names on the podcast of people. So I will be using a pseudonym for him. And his name is Fisher Spaceship. So congrats. Yeah, right. Congrats to Fisher Spaceship uh, for for 100% fair and square beating me in pickleball. It was a great game. Uh, If you know Fisher Spaceship, I don't think it's hard to figure out what his actual name is. Um, so move over JK Rowling as far as pseudonyms go. Yeah. Fisher spaceship is Fisher the new. spaceship is the future. That's the future. He's going to do great things. So, um, yeah, there you go. Shout out. Now let's move to some good juicy story from Brad about what he did this weekend. I would love to. The story begins mm. several months ago. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. You need to get backstory to yeah. make the story good. Um, I, I moved away from my hometown like two years ago, right? Year and a half ago and really close friend group over there. We all grew up together. We all went to church together. It's like, I'm seriously blessed to have like 10 close friends that I grew up with stick around for like, you know, 15 years of my life. Mm -hmm. So we're all very close. Um, I had a, a really, really good friend. We were very close the whole time. Um, his name's Will. So uh, that's not his actual name. That's <laughs> yeah, that's another pseudonym. No, no, his name's actually Will. And we always poked fun at Will because he was like the single friend, always, always the single friend. Most of us got married around like twenty four, twenty five. This man single as a Pringle for forever. And it like, he did a lot of like self-depreciation, depreciating humor. Like I'm going to be single forever. You know, who, who, you know, I don't mind me. I'm going to die alone and stuff like that. Um, And so we always joked along that, that Will was just a, a guy that was destined to be single. And he was, a, I mean, he was weird, but he's weird as the rest of us. But I mean, there were times I'd just look at him. I'd be like, I don't really get why you're single. You know, there's, there's weirder people out there, you know? Yeah. So anyway, 
he finally, he gets engaged and, and our minds are blown. And so like he starts to get in preparation for the wedding and stuff. And I was down visiting one weekend and he was like, Hey Brad, can you swing by um, my work, which is like halfway between my hometown and Deland? He goes, can you swing by? And I, I want to like ask you something. And I was like, he's going to ask me to be a groomsman. Yeah. And I knew best man was taken by my other friend. And so, you know, I was like, don't be jelly. Don't be hurt. It's cool. I said, I'll settle for second. You know, everybody yeah. loves to be in second place. Yeah. So I go over there. Second's first loser. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And and I go over there and I'm like, hey. And he he's like, hey, Brad, uh, I want to talk to you about the wedding and I want to tell you what's happening. And he was like, I have eight groomsmen, big friend group. Yeah. So like it's it's hard to pick and choose. He goes, I have eight groomsmen, groomsmen, yeah, groomsmen, and uh, my fiance has eight bridesmaids and he goes, and you're one of them, but here's a problem. I have a ninth friend who is incredibly close and I would hate to exclude him. And a lot of people would wonder why I excluded him. They just don't understand. He goes, so I wanted to ask you, will you step down from being a groomsman and officiate the wedding? Mm. And I was like, wow. Um, what a way of wording it. Yeah. Yeah, that was, it was nowhere near as clean. I just made it sound. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, so I, I had to pause. I've always told myself I would not do weddings and I would not do funerals. Um, just sort of a, I guess it, it was just a, a thing of maturity because I was like, I am not prepared to mm. do these i'm the i'm the goofy and silly one right yeah and so these I, I tended to avoid also in today's day and age there's a lot of eggshells you have to walk on with marriage and funerals very true and i <coughs> excuse me and i was just like i don't want to deal with that yeah and so when he asked me one of my best friends i just was like Man, I've got to tell you, I really have to think about this one because one, I'd be honored, and I know that that him and his fiance were were God honoring. They were Christian, and I w I would have no quarrel with them be being married. Yeah, but I was like, I still got to think about this. So I spent like a week or two, and I came back to him and I said, like, I would love to. And so this was the first wedding I would ever have to officiate. Um, I am ordained. I'm ordained by a Southern Baptist church. Uh, technically calling me pastor is not incorrect. I think it's weird. Yeah. I think it's bizarre, but, um, I can, I can wed people. And so I went down this path. I, I talked to, to pastor Brad. I'm like, I need some sort of like wedding ceremony thing. And it turns out that pastor Brad built a wedding ceremony packet, like a template. It's like a build your own template. Yeah. And so I sat down with him, and I was like, Let's do this. And I told him straight up, I said, I love y'all, but I'm not like interjecting anything that you might be embarrassed about in the future. I said, it's cut and dry, baby. It's I'm saying these words. Yeah. And nothing else. Out, yeah. Nothing else. And so I I did. The the wedding was Saturday. And so that's why I was gone Friday and Saturday. And um I put on my my nicest tux. And we had this you look wedding. Sharp, man. You look oh, sharp. thank you, thank you. We had this wedding. It was it was short and it was simple. 
I I stuck to the script. It, it was really fun because like the wedding ceremony, they were like, they were like, we need the pastor. Where's Pastor Brad? And all my friends are like laughing at me. They're like, nobody calls you that, man. And I'm like, shut up. I'm an adult now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a pastor. Yeah. Respect me. You're like, where's Brad Gordney? Yeah. No, no. I, I, I was, I insisted. I was like, just call me Brad. You know, it's yeah. fine. Um, but I got to lead the the procession down because, you know, the pastor, the officiator is the first one who's supposed to step up. And so I did that. And I had like a super cool iPad I read my script from. And um, it was a beautiful moment when the bride walked down the aisle because Will, a very serious guy, started to like cry. Mm. He started to sniff and cry. And that was the groomsman's goal. And so I tried to hold it together. I wanted to like lean over and thumbs up him. But I, I withheld myself. And um, he was so nervous. And they they gave the most beautiful vows to each other. They were personal, and he was shaking the whole time. But I got to officiate, stuck to the script. Um, I had some people that came up to me who know me well, who grew up with me, and they were like, Brad, I was concerned, but you did really good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, they, they were like, you did really good. And I was like, thank you. I read the script. Yeah, did what I was told. And then... I danced to every trash dance song there was. But no, I'm kidding. I didn't. Oh. I did dance though. You ain't like I'm not a dancer. Man, I'll tell you that. They I don't I dance bad. That's okay. I'm I'm there Nobody to have fun. Good, man. I'm there to have fun, man. Especially at a wedding. Nobody so, dances. So that's what I that's what I did. And it was it was it was a really cool moment in my life where I was like, wow, I, I took that step. Yeah. I got that that joy and that privilege. And a big, big thanks for Will for taking the chance for mm-hmm. me. So it really helped out a lot. Yeah. Would you do would you do more? You'd have to be so really like close, right? I I have to know the couple. I have to be sure of their faith. And I require premarital counseling. Like yeah. I, I require. I mean that's that's a those that's a good template to run off. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it it's a time investment for me personally. I don't know if I would. I really don't. Mm. Um that's fair. If Native, weird. If you weren't married, and you were you were engaged to Kate, and you were like, "Hey, man, would you do my wedding?" I would say yes. Oh, thank but, you. But I would I would have to same exact thing. I'd be like premarital counseling. We we're gonna go through this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, wow, that actually touches me. Aww. Yeah. Uh, same for you. I would do yours, even though I'm not ordained to do it. I would get ordained. I would still let you. Yeah. We let my friend Frank who was not ordained, do our wedding. Cool. And we had to, he had to get ordained the week before we got married. That's hilarious. And it's easy to get ordained. You yeah. can just pay for it. That's fair. Like 15 Pay for bucks. that tile, yeah. title. <clears throat> That's good. That's good. Um, weddings have just been all around recently. I was in two weddings. We just got, me and my wife, we just got married in May. So ever since then, I mean, I've had like five five weddings that I've been invited to since May. And I mean, it's just that season of life where everybody starts getting married. Two of them I was in, didn't go to the other three. Sorry about it. Um, sorry, not sorry. Busy schedules. See, I'm I'm leaving that that section of my life. Yeah. Will is probably the last. Yeah. Oh, you made a statement. So I want to put a disclaimer, which I know that you're going to agree with this disclaimer. I'm just going to put it just to make sure that everybody else knows. I'm ready to say I disagree. Okay. We are not against single people. I disagree. I'm kidding. <laughs> 
like if you if you're single, that's fine. You're not you're not oh yeah no you're not missing. There's pros and cons to both. You're yeah. what, what you're missing out on in, in marriage. People who are married are missing out in your singleness. Oh no, so, I, I I hope that didn't come across yeah. at all. No no, and you're so good. I just want to make sure that we yeah like because. Singleness, look, man, you you can God honor singleness just as much as you God honor in marriage. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, let's talk about marriage. I would like to uh, kind of piggyback on that. Mm. Um, biblical marriages and biblical weddings. What do you what do you think is a distinguishing marker of a biblical marriage? I want to quote one of our students from SLU last night. All right, where quote we him. said all of the Bible is is God made. And edifying, mm-hmm. edifying. It's beneficial, yeah. including the long genealogies and including the weird stuff in Revelation. And I want to quote one of the students who's 15, and he said, and Song of Solomon. He did say that. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Fun fact, me and, me and my wife, we went, or not me and my wife, I read the, the, the totality of Song of Solomon before my wedding, that, the week before my wedding. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. I don't think it's an all. Uh, this sounds bad. Uh, I'm going to say it anyways. Uh, somebody, <laughs> Edit this out, of, somebody. <laughs> yeah, one, one of my groomsmen asked me, he goes, what do you, what do you, what was your, what's a, the takeaway part? Because I told him, I was like, I'm reading, I'm, I'm finishing, I finished Song of Solomon today. And he goes, oh man, I love Song of Solomon. I love the poetry in it. What was your takeaway? He's a poetry guy. And I said, the only thing I remember from it is that uh, when they compared breasts to deer. Yeah. And he goes, that's it. I said, that's it. Your neck is like the Tower of Babel. Your teeth are like the sheep on many rolling yeah. hills. I just remember him talking about uh, baby baby goats or baby deer and talks about <laughs> breast and compares them. So, Wonderful, mate. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, if you don't hear that, that's because it got edited out. Yeah. So, <laughs> totally deserved <laughs> it. We're going to pick up right here yeah. from the edit. From the edit. What was the question again? <laughs> You you talked about so uh, Song of Solomon, yes, yeah, he, and, and like marriage and yeah. stuff, and like a biblical. So marriage. what's a biblical marriage? Uh, a biblical marriage, I, I would say, is like it's one man, it's one woman, and it is like a monogamy until death. Cool. I yeah. I think that is a a pretty simple definition. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can dig down deeper where I've really enjoyed the relationship as like the the. The parallelism of like Christ as head of the church and the husband, and then the wife as the church. Yeah, and I, I think that's really deep. Yeah, I think that's the core. Yeah. If I'm honest, um, if you don't know what he's talking about, Paul puts it very clearly that marriage is an image; it is not um, a thing of its own, but rather it was created as an image of Christ and the church and Christ's relationship to the church. And yeah. so I would say that that's the core of a biblical marriage is that that is the key. Uh, and also sounds weird enough. I feel like it's the key to a happy marriage. Um, would you agree to that statement? Ab- absolutely. Great. To get super spiritual and all mission-like, I've been told by by missionaries who work in the Middle East that a God-honoring marriage alone is a, is a massive testimony and preaches the gospel in the Middle East. I mean, it's so good because because marriages so are are um, not like ordained; they're prearranged. Oh yeah, they're um, prearranged. 
Arranged marriage. Arranged, yeah, they're arranged marriages sometimes. I, I speak broadly, of yeah. course. Um, and sometimes there's like the husband has all the control, all the power, mm-hmm. and the wife doesn't have a lot. And a, a God-honoring husband and wife relationship speaks loudly yeah. in yeah. many situations. But I, I think when I, and when I even talk about how it <clears throat> is the key, like uh, having a God-centered marriage, meaning understanding that it is an image of Christ in the church, leads to a happy marriage. I mean, it's simply this. I, I believe, obviously, if you look at America, marriages are failing left and right. I think even if you look in the church, you the the divorce rate between Christians and non Christians are pretty similar. Yeah, it's and it, it's staggering. Uh, the 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 divorce rates in general are just staggering of 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 marriages ending and um really I, I do and you can I look let me put it this way there I actually wrote my entire senior th- thesis on this there are correct reasons to divorce somebody. I want to put that out there. There are ways in which you go. Okay, this is a reason that I should get divorced Um, because I don't want to sit here and say all divorce is unmerited. There are definitely some reasons that I've I've seen in scripture and uh, I know to be true of when divorce is uh, God honoring and, or maybe not even God honoring more, just immoral or permissible. Permissible. That's the word. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Is very, it is permissible, but I do think that the key to the happy marriage is understanding that marriage is not meant to satisfy alone. It is not meant to fill this this long desire or yearning for fulfillment or or happiness or love. It is an image to what truly can do that. And so when it's put in its correct placement as an image bearer, mm-hmm. uh, I believe the the pressure of having it being the the fix all for all your problems instantly goes away. You don't feel like this is this is the thing that's going to give me the greatest of joy. Rather, it points you to what will, and you know that, and you get to look at your marriage, and you get to serve your wife, or you get to watch your your wife even serve you in in, in certain ways uh, that you go, okay, this glorifies God, and this shows God's love for me yeah. and to me, as well as how I am to serve Him as the church. Yeah, so, I think it's really good. Absolutely, I think of. I got to make a a custom prayer for the wedding. Mm. That was the one thing I allowed myself to do. And even then I kept it pretty simple. But one of the things I I emphasized and I put in there was that I prayed that their marriage would have Christ as the foundation. Mm. That's good. Because careers, houses, it's all it's it they're all, you know, important, but they're all temporary. Yeah. And and the word of God is unchanging. Unchanging, man. I love yeah. that. Uh, so so two two more thoughts, and then we'll we'll finish up. Uh, Chris, weddings in general have taken on they're they're a show of their own now. Uh, it, it is insane how how nuts uh, like how different ceremonies can be. Um, and look, that's all great. I don't I don't really care. I don't care if you. Uh, I don't think anybody should care if 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 you put in just random things in your ceremony if you want them. The thing that needs to be there that I think is starting to get omitted, especially obviously in in unchristian circles, but I think in some Christian marriages this is getting omitted. We we need to to remind everybody what we're really here for. We're here to glorify God. This marriage is awesome, and this marriage is gonna. We we pray and hope, and we're all really every person in in who is seated and standing is here, kind of pushing the 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 bride and groom and holding them accountable to. Your marriage should glorify God. Uh, so I think we do need. And I, I 
100% know and and trust and uh, believe that that you did this. We need to keep Christ at the center of our wedding ceremonies. Mm-hmm. We don't need to admit reading scripture, but rather we need to kind of bend more into it and remind mm-hmm. everybody that we are here ultimately to glorify God through mm-hmm. this marriage that will symbolize Christ mm-hmm. in the church and all that. that glory. Some, something they did at the wedding, which I've never seen done before is that the bride's dad was actually a pastor and he led them in communion. Mm. And I was like, wow, yeah. I've seen, I've, I've, I've heard of communion, never seen it. And I've seen pouring sand. In Je- Jess and I did the pouring I've, sand. Yeah. I've seen tying knots and the three strand knot that makes a cross. I've seen, um, I've seen a bunch of stuff. And uh, me and me and Kate, we 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 told the the our uh, Sean, he was our officiant and also my mentor. Uh, we kind of told him, "Hey, man, twenty minutes and just make it. Su- I want it to be basically a sermon, sermon about how our marriage is going to glorify God, <laughs> and then let's let's get out of here. Uh, we don't need any. We didn't do any um, any other things. We were very very." Typical. So Jess and I did the unity sand, and there's a funny story to this where Jess was green or Jess was purple, I was green, and then we had white sand, which represented Jesus. Yeah. And we pour it into a little thing. It's it's in our living room. And um, you take turns, you know, yeah. showing that it's all interconnected. And when we got to the end of it, we still had a lot of white sand left, a lot of Jesus sand. Yeah. And me, me Jess, and, and Frank, who's mic'd up. We're all standing there, and I'm like, you know, I can't hold it together. I yeah. go, I go, let's top it off with Jesus. Frank goes, top it off with Jesus. That's what's up <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> wow. Let's go, Frank. Let's go, Father Frank. Um, <laughs> Father Frank. Father Frank. He's a missionary now. Awesome. Dude. Yeah. My last thought, because I think we're oh. running right around time. Um, soulmates. Soulmates. I need. I'm, I'm just going to break some hearts. I don't I don't think so. Soulmates are not in scripture. Okay. So like my opinion is I agree with you, but that's about as far as I could go with yeah, it. Yeah. Please. So look, this is all I'm gonna say. Soulmates, I, I think it's true. This comes back to the fact that marriage is an image to to show Christ in the church. This isn't to say that God doesn't know who you're gonna marry. He does. I don't think he pre predestines in a way of this person has to marry this person. Uh, rather it's just man. Y- Marry, marry, and be, be and be married um, in a way that glorifies God. So that doesn't it doesn't mean you have to look for that perfect person. Rather, you really what you need to look for is somebody who is obeying God's word, yeah. who is chasing after yeah. Christ. Um, and and as you chase after Christ, you look at them and say, "Man, wouldn't it be great if we chase after Christ together? If we did it hand in hand, walking throughout life, raising a family that would fulfill." Um, the glory of God, which is just to know him and make others know him. So there's, there's my thoughts on soulmates. Sorry if you have, you believe in a soulmate or you're like, man, I'm dating my soulmate. We're here to crush your dreams. We're here to crush your dreams. But hey, man, if you want to keep believing in it, go for it. Just, just if you find scripture to tell me differently, go for it. But yeah, that's where I'm at. So I, yeah, I agree with you. It's just like the, you're, you're supposed to be married for, you know, till death do us part. And so, in a sense, there is one that you're supposed to be destined with forever, yeah. but it's not like out of the eight billion people in the world, God has one specific a person. singular person, and you can and if you don't, you blow it. Yeah. who's to say, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because this is the person that I chose to glorify God with, 
and I'm so happy that I get to do oh, that. Oh, absolutely. It doesn't matter. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Um, well, cool, man. Well, do you have anything else before we send the people off who have listened to this so far? No, not really. I don't even have anything quirky to say. Oh, okay. Well, uh, we will talk to you next week, and uh, we hope that your week is full of of glorifying God and having fun. Skibbity toilet. Skibbity toilet. Grace and peace. Oh, 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 oh,